Goldman Sachs cuts GDP expectations. Merck goes for FDA approval. Oil grinds higher as the energy crisis continues. And what in the world is going on with Southwest Airlines? This is the running with the money briefing. Let's get into it. And we are back. My, oh, my, what a weekend. A lot of good and bad news coming out over the weekend in relation to the markets. Um, One of the major topics of the day, well, the energy crisis is worsening, not getting better over the course of the weekend. That's probably why you're seeing WTI crude oil move another 2% higher, breaking this morning 81 bucks a barrel. Big time moves over in oil, but we're going to get into that later. Currently, the Dow Jones is down 83 points, S&P 500 down 8, NASDAQ up 0.19 points, um, not even a full 0.01%. And then you have bonds, the U.S. 10-year Treasury yield um, sticking at 1.612%, but uh, we do have to remember here that the bond market is closed today. And then you take a look at Nat Gas dropping 3.36%, meanwhile, oil moving to the upside, currently up 1.87%. And that is off the highs or the slight highs of day that we saw um, where it was up over $81 per barrel. We'll see if it finishes there at the end of the day of the day. But getting into the biggest headline of the day or one of the biggest, and this was this uh, call by Goldman Sachs here lowering their 2022 GDP annual growth forecast and their 2021 expectations. So Goldman Sachs over the weekend cutting their 2022 GDP annual growth forecast to 4% from 4.4%. And they also took down their 2021 number uh, to 5.6% from 5.7%. So not major decreases there or cuts to their forecasting, um, but, you know, notable cuts there. A 4%, a 0.4% cut on 2022 GDP annual growth expectations and a 0.1% cut there um, on 2022, uh, not 2022, 2021 expectations. Now, what were they citing? Why were they cutting their GDP forecast for not only 2022, but 2021? Well, reasons to note was uh, fiscal support from Congress uh, throughout the past several months, and then a slower consumer spending recovery. Unquote, after updating our estimates of the key growth impulses that drive our consumption forecast, reopening fiscal stimulus, pent-up savings, and wealth effects, and incorporating a longer-lasting virus drag on virus-sensitive consumer services spending. We now expect a more delayed recovery in consumer spending, and therefore they are cutting their 2021 and 2022 GDP annual growth forecasting numbers. Now, to round out this note here before we move on, it is important to note that they actually then upgraded their growth forecast for 2023 and 2024. So what this seems to be is basically they just expect a slower than predicted recovery and therefore your GDP growth is going to be a bit slower than expected, but then they uh, expect pretty strong growth in 2023 and 2024. So interesting um, numbers and a call out of Goldman Sachs. Now shifting into this headline, that's not as much um, economic and stock related directly, but indirectly, we have Merck asking the FDA for approval of this new drug, this pill that will treat mild to moderate COVID-19 in adults, apparently, according to CNBC. Now, um, out of the phase three clinical trial data, it showed um, that basically this drug, uh, 
cuts the chances of newly diagnosed uh, patients being hospitalized by about 50%. Um, So there's a 50% chance it's going to basically keep you out of the hospital or 50% better chance it's going to. That's what the data is showing. And this is why this is so important here. It would basically make uh, the COVID-19 virus pretty much just like the flu or anything else um, where it's not nearly as severe. So this is good stuff. And it's a pill. So it's very easy um, for people to take uh, and basically get themselves all healed up. So good stuff. This would be a game changer when it comes to COVID-19 and slowing the spread here in the United States. Now, if this is passed, they're saying this will be out to Americans by the end of the year. So the FDA is going to have to take a look at this over the next few weeks to see if it gets out. But the data is pretty good. And it sounds like the chances of this being approved is pretty high. This would be a game changer when it comes to say that travel recovery, not only nationally, but internationally. So a good catalyst for those airlines and those cruise lines, etc. Now shifting into this energy crisis, we continue to see especially oil prices pushing higher. So as we mentioned at the top of the show, WTI crude is pushing um, and pushed over 81 bucks per barrel Monday morning. And it was actually $80 per barrel hasn't been seen since October of 2014. So these are big time levels currently being broken here on oil. And according to Warren Patterson, he's the head of commodity strategy at ING in a note per market watch. He said, quote, power concerns continue to offer support to the oil market. This is a trend we are likely to see continue through winter. So the major consensus among big banks, major firms and analysts is basically that um, the oil market. Market, especially oil specifically, is going to continue to grind to the upside. A lot of these energy names are going to continue to move to the upside because we're going into a cold season. There's already a shortage of all of these energy forms, fossil fuels, um, and therefore there's going to be a lot of transition to oil. In fact, given the fact uh, that you're seeing a lot of this clean energy not work the best, and especially this uh, liquefied natural gas shortage we're seeing, that's why you're seeing those liquefied natural gas prices skyrocket, people are switching over to coal and oil and increased demand for those two things, which honestly, there wasn't a big supply of either. So you're seeing major shortages across the energy supply chain, and therefore oil prices are being driven higher. Now, Qatar, the world's largest seller of LNG, liquefied natural gas, actually told consumers that it could not fix the issue. Unquote, powerless to cool energy prices. And that was according to Reuters, that coming out this morning. In fact, the company said, Qatar Energy Minister, the minister, he said, we are Maxed out as far as we have given all our customers their due quantities. I am unhappy about gas prices being higher. So basically, the world's largest liquefied natural gas provider here telling customers that they cannot do anything, that it is that bad of conditions when it comes to the supply chain and just straight supply, that they cannot fix this issue. Um, and therefore, a lot of transitioning is happening over to oil, therefore driving uh, oil demand up and oil prices. Now, shifting into the effects of this crisis here, we continue to see um, crippling effects. In fact, steelmakers in Britain today um, actually told the government that a shutdown of production is upcoming, that, you know, it's going to happen because they cannot afford um, what is occurring there on the electricity front. And then in China, the world's second largest economy and top exporter of the world, um, the government 
government has sought to boost coal supplies because they're also having major power shortages. But on Monday, they came out and said these power shortages are going to worsen. So not good stuff when it comes to this global energy shortage here or crisis we are seeing um, in the expectation and the data is showing that oil will continue to grind higher. In fact, many are saying this is starting to be consensus that especially WTI crude is going to 100. We'll actually see if that happens. I think that could be a long shot, but it'll be interesting to see. Oil has done crazy things before. Now, shifting into a platform that I want you guys to take a look at, ChatterQuant is an excellent platform. And I have actually been a partner of them for quite a while. They're sponsoring the show. Social sentiment, as you and me and all of us know, is that social sentiment is becoming more and more important within the markets. You're seeing names like AMC, GameStop, Clover. I mean, the list goes on and on. These names going up thousands of percents within just a few days, if not just a day. um, And they are resulting in mega gains. And I would think all of us want to be involved in those mega games. And ChatterQuant is there to help you um, with their awesome platform that provides live social sentiment data, live news feeds, unusual action alerts. Um, They have some of the coolest alerts out there. They have a Pelosi tracker. It's kind of crazy. Just some fun things as well. Informative charting, educational videos, and so much more. Use the link in this podcast description to get actually 40% off your subscription. Go check it out. ChatterQuant. Once again, that's ChatterQuant. Check them on Twitter at ChatterQuant. Use the link below for 40% off your subscription. Either way, getting away from that, we're going to shift into the biggest analyst calls of the day. And the first one I want to take a look at is Credit Suisse raising their price target on Netflix to 740 bucks a share from 643 saying, quote, while we acknowledge the setup in the earnings is heady, a 3Q miss seems off the table and 4Q slate is terrific and management commentary is likely to be quite optimistic with Squid Game, the latest evidence proving out its international content strategy. So Credit Suisse basically here liking the 4Q slate and they expect a lot of optimism coming out of this international content strategy that's clearly working due to the performance of the new release Squid Game. Now shifting into a call on Facebook as a buy by Moffat Nathanson. The firm saying, quote, given structural tailwinds fueling the online advertising ecosystem, we believe Facebook is well positioned to grow earnings in the future. You take a look at Facebook stock today and that stock is still off those highs. In fact, it's currently sitting at 328 bucks a share. If you look, the highs are all the way up over 380. Many saying that this name is cheap. If you take a look at the past month, it's down 13.4%. Definitely a name to take a look at. Now, Goldman Sachs downgrading ConocoPhillips today to neutral from buy. That is crazy, especially as oil grinds higher today and is expected to grind higher. Goldman Sachs saying, quote, we downgrade ConocoPhillips from buy to neutral after outperformance since we reinstated with a buy rating in February of 2021. Since implementing our rating on February 3rd, 2021, ConocoPhillips is up 73% versus the S&P 500 being up 15% and the XLE is up 36%. With the spread driven by the oil price rally, solid earnings execution, reduced federal land risk and value creation from recent M&A, including Conoco. So, 
Basically here, I'm Goldman Sachs downgrading ConocoPhillips, but still liking oil in the industry as a whole. I mean, they actually mentioned some other names that they like, such, uh, such as ExxonMobil as a switch there. Maybe uh, pull out of ConocoPhillips, take your profits there, and go over to ExxonMobil. And then Bank of America reiterating Disney as a buy, saying, quote, Disney remains well-positioned for the recovery driven by a robust advertising market, the continued increasing capacity at theme parks, and a robust content slate over the next 12 to 18 months. Once again, um, Bank of America liking Disney due to that advertising market, that content slate on their digital aspects, and the reopening play. Um, definitely a common call here on Disney. And then Deutsche Bank upgrading Starbucks. Starbucks got a, love to, a lot of love today. Resumed by Bank of America as a buy, and Deutsche Bank upgraded to buy from hold. Deutsche Bank saying... Quote, we are upgrading shares of Starbucks to buy from hold with an unchanged price target of $127, which we note represents 14% upside from the current level. While there are certain reasons to fret here with Starbucks, and we are worried about a couple of things ourselves, we have what we believe is to be a reasonable degree of confidence that one can start to leg in here and ultimately be rewarded for taking the risk. And then Bank of America saying, quote, growth in a specialty coffee segment continues to outpace that of overall food service globally and in the U.S. And yet, despite the attractive growth, few concepts have been able to achieve any meaningful scale. The result is significant scale advantages and supra-competitive returns for those chains to have them, Starbucks included. Basically, both firms here, overall, the overall theme is, is that the company is rock solid, the chain is rock solid, the brand is solid, there are a few risks mixed in there, maybe China being one of them, but overall, we think they do well. And then our final call of the day is City, uh, initiating DraftKings as a buy, saying, quote, the firm has quickly captured a leading position in the rapidly growing U.S. sports betting market, and we expect DraftKings to be a net beneficiary as customer acquisition rationalizes and the market consolidates. We also believe current street expectations for player growth are reasonable. So, a solid call there by City on DraftKings, a name that has been popular because they tried to acquire that company overseas some interesting stuff coming out of DraftKings definitely a name to take a look at and finally, our final headline of the day that we're going to cover real quick is Southwest Airlines. The name moving to the downside, that's ticker symbol love, L-U-V, down 3.13% today. Um, Southwest canceling more than 2,000 flights since Saturday. Um, in fact, uh, a on quote, Southwest canceled 347 flights on Monday, down from 1,124 on Sunday, which was 30% of its schedule, according to flight tracking site uh, Flight Aware in CNBC. Customers have not been happy with this. Southwest facing a lot of issues, um, and the airline's president, Mike Van Deven, uh, coming out and basically saying this is due to short staffing issues, some COVID-19 things, but mostly the reasoning being short staffing. Some are rumoring um, that people People are striking because they don't want to get the vaccine and these companies are trying to mandate it. Who knows what it is, but not good stuff coming out of Southwest. Maybe the analyst and maybe investors were too bullish on the power and ability of Southwest to deliver to its customers. And that is the show. Thank you for listening. But before we go, 
here at Running the Money. We are pleased to be a partner of the Pounding the Table podcast in the Pounders Network. So what I want you guys to do is I want you to go check out the Pounding the Table podcast over there in their latest episode that came out on Saturday that covers a firm, Ethereum, Silvergate Capital, Tesla, and so much more. Listen to Pounding the Table anywhere you listen to podcast or go follow their team at Pounding the Table on Twitter. Go check them out. Great podcast. Excellent guys over there. Um, and they deliver some of the best content around in the investment world. Thank you for listening. And we will be back tomorrow with a daily briefing per usual. Yes, that's right. I said tomorrow. Daily briefing is going daily. That's right. Thank you for listening. Easily Profit Trade On. And I will see you tomorrow.